Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. We're in. Excellent. We're going to start in child's pose when you're ready. Let your eyes fall gently closed and your attention come to your head resting on the floor or a block or maybe your arms. A sense of where your head is resting, just that light pressure point as a point of awareness. Soften the muscles of your face. Check in with your jaw, your tongue, your throat. Is there anywhere along that line that could soften where you could free up some space? What happens when you do? Bring your awareness to your upper back, your shoulder blades, down through your arms to your hands and fingers. Along those lines, so anywhere you could soften, you could let go. Let the arms or shoulders become heavier toward the floor, more released away from the neck and spine. Your awareness to your rib cage and its movement with your breath. That attention that you're paying to yourself and your breathing. Do you expand with your inhale? And if so, where? Do you feel a contraction with your exhale? And again, if so, where do you feel that? Then continuing to stay with that rhythm of your breath as if the breath were inquiring in this manner. Notice your sacrum, your hips, your hip creases, legs, knees, ankles, feet, toes. General sense of what's going on there. And you're having that awareness at the rhythm of your inhale, exhale. Tuning in with the eye of the mind, noticing it about the speed that you're breathing. And so everything starts to slow down and move together, mind and body. Your next inhale, come on up to hands and knees, all fours. When you exhale, you're going to press your feet down, press your hands down, and round your spine. It's cat pose. I'm just think round spine. We're going to just get that action. Then inhale, reverse that into what we know as cow pose. But what we're going to think of is 
the back bend. So the mind paying attention to direction the spine is moving. Then come back to center line. We're going to shift our shoulders over to the right and our hips over to the left. So this would be a diagonal spine, but we're not bending anywhere. Shoulders are shifting right. Hips are shifting left. Come on back to center. And then you can do the opposite. You're going to shift your shoulders directly over to the left. Send your hips over to the right. You have a diagonal spine from your hips to your shoulders moving across your mat. So connect the dots, hips to shoulders, going right to left, right? back to center. We're going to do something different now. Pull your right shoulder toward your right hip. So you are curving both. Yeah, don't look at me. Pull your right shoulder toward your right hip just in some way. Feel the C-curve action of the spine on the right. Come back to center. And then we're going to do it again to the left. So you're going to squeeze the left shoulder toward the hip, making a C-curve action over to the left. Then come on back to center. Take your right elbow up toward the ceiling. We're going to rotate the spine into a twist. And then back to center, hand down. Then with the left, elbow toward the ceiling, and then stack the shoulders. You've got the spine in rotation. The hips are facing the mat, shoulders facing sidewall. Coming back, hands and knees. And sit your hips back to your heels. Rest your head, close your eyes, and pause. Don't think about that. It had no meaning, zero meaning. If it just, it was a thing, we just did. Breathe in, breathe out. We're gonna walk through that again. I'm gonna give it just one meaning. It's gonna be the arrangement of your spine is what you're just paying attention to, the direction from tailbone to head. So come on up to hands and knees. We are in spine neutral. There's this natural position, horizontal, like parallel to the floor. Okay. Round the spine into cats. You're pulling the spine up and away from the floor. A curve action of the body. And then back through that neutral spine, that parallel to the floor, into a back bend in which you're drawing pretty much tailbone and top of head toward the ceiling. Support that as you need to with hands pressing down, abdominals in. Then come back to center. We're parallel to the floor again. Here, you're just going to let your shoulders shift a little to the right and your hips shift a little to the left. There's a zigzag line. There's a diagonal from your hips to your shoulders. Spine is moving diagonally across the mat. There's no bend in it. Come on back to center. And then shift your shoulders over to the left, your hips over to the right. And spine is running diagonal from hips to head, across the mat, back to center. Now we're going to go with that C-curve to the right. Pull your right shoulder and your right hip together. Your right side body will get shorter. It'll be crinkled up there. Get a lot of little ruching on the side there. And then come on back to center. And then it's left side. Curl the hip to the shoulder. Look over your shoulder. See that your hip is coming toward your shoulder. You're swinging your hips to the left. I do mean to the left. I see some going right, but go to the left. Get the squeeze. 
Your spine is in a side bend. Come on back to center. Then turn to your right. You're going to take the right elbow towards the ceiling. Open the arm. Then come back to center. Hand down. Body's parallel to the floor. Spine neutral. Then left elbow toward the ceiling. Rotate. You've got hips facing the mat. Shoulders facing the sidewall. That's a twist, a rotation. Back to center. Hand to the mat. Sit back. Child's pose. Pause here. Yes, Spinal movement is a huge part of the yoga practice. If we're going to talk yoga basics, you've got to know like how the spine moves. And the one of the most challenging to distinguish is that difference between what's a shift into the diagonal and what's a side bend, right? And when we're not paying attention and we're not having really deliberate practice, we can kind of be somewhere in between those two. And so as we move through some other postures today, we're going to see that come up again. Next inhale, come on up to downward facing dog. Tuck your toes, lift your hips up, pause when you get there. Breathe here. Hands down forward, hips up and back. The spine is still neutral in a down dog. We've just taken that hands and knees and we've shifted onto the feet. But the position of the body, the spine, still neutral. Breath in. Breath out. Look forward. Walk forward into ragdoll. Take your feet wide apart. Edges of your mat. Point your toes straight ahead. Bend your knees. Wrap your arms around one another. Let your head drop. The arms lace uh, like pinky finger into elbow crease. And the elbows get heavy toward the floor. So instead of wrapping the hands around the outer edge of the arms, there's this nice little uh, kind of shelf that the elbows make that you just tuck your little pinky finger in there. And the arms join as one weight to make the side bodies a little longer here. And you don't have to hold on with your hands. Breath in. And breath out. That idea in this pose of not holding on with your hands is important. The fingers being in that relaxed position helps the emphasis of this pose to stay in a release. Release your hands all the way to the floor, fingertips on the mat or on blocks, depending on what you reach. Walk your feet together. And uh, together could be touching. Right? If it, their feet are touching, it's the big toes that touch, the heels are slightly apart. You're going to press into your feet and come up to standing mountain pose. And then hands to heart center. Take a moment to close your eyes, to feel the soles of your feet on the floor. Breath move in and out. Note the quality of your noticing. And then a moment to remember why you're here, what matters to you in this space and time.
sun eighth. Inhale, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high or low, push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands. Low push. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. One more round. Press your feet down. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, low push. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Pause here, breath in. And breath out. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hand. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Good. Breathe out, fold. Big sunbees with crescent lunges. Sit your hips back, lift your chest, Ukatasana, chair pose. Then exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Get full breath. Be sure there's a complete exhale before you do anything else. Then breathe in, right leg up and back behind you. Same thing here. Reach the end of that inhale. Then bend your knee. Bring knee to elbow, right elbow, and step lightly. Press into your feet. Inhale your way up. When you exhale, hands come into your chest. Chest comes in line with the thigh. Hands down. You could step to down dog or low push-up, but stay until the end of your exhale. Do not rush this beat. Then breathe in. And downward facing dog. Breathe all the way out. Do that action. Exhale. 
Breathe in, left leg up and back behind. Use your inhale to time that. Bend the knee, bring it to your left elbow. Breathe all the way out, step lightly when you're empty. The inhale takes your chest up and then your arms. Make sure you're not ahead of me. Hands to heart, bend the mat. Step back, high to low. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Bring your knees to the mat. Take child's pose. And just back into steady rhythm of breath, which is going to slow down because you've come down to the ground. That's right. That's good. And vinyasa flow is a really tricky thing that is designed to keep us really present, but can make us really rushed and hurried and not present. Right? And, and so it's like, it, it's a sticky wicket. The more depth you get at this, the more you think you know, easier it is to just check out. Get still right now. Get still right now. Right? Same thing. Like just pay attention to what you're doing. Breathe in, breathe out. In vinyasa, only one movement on each side of the breath, which means we really have to pay attention to that breath. And the reason why I say don't be ahead of me, I'm talking this whole time which means I'm not taking full breaths. I'm trying to stay just a slight bit ahead so that you can follow, because that's the way leading and following works. When you find yourself ahead of the teacher, that's usually a momentum thing. Because you're smart, you know what comes next. The body rushes. And if we're playing the game of rush and keep up and get ahead, we are not playing the game of yoga, be present and breathe. Just like if we're playing the game of fidget around and try not to like, focus on our body and our breath, right? then we're not playing the game of getting present, meditating, and becoming clear. So vinyasa is this great tool, but we really have to use it well. Or it can be the exact opposite of what we want. Come on up to downward facing dog. Tuck your toes, lift your hips. Feel whatever breath you're on, wherever you are in your breath. Feel that side of the breath complete. Then initiate the next. Let yourself have all the time you need to breathe in and breathe out. You don't have to be gratuitously slow. Just complete with yourself. When you've exhaled completely, look to the top of your mat. Walk forward, hop forward. You breathe in, half lift. Just notice what it takes to get to the top of an inhale. And then as you exhale, you're folding in. You maybe hug the arms around the legs. And you notice what it takes to get to the end of the exhale, doing just one thing called forward fold. Rest your feet down. Dig your heels in. Ukatasana, inhale. Hands to heart center. Bow forward, exhale. And just do one thing. Let's go forward, fold. Breathe in. Lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands. Step back, high or low push-up. Feel your breath out. The exhale, then the inhale. If you're feeling rushed, make that a little easier on yourself by putting your knees down. 
and then downward facing dog, breathe all the way out. You would rather modify something and be present than rush through a sloppy pose if you're doing yoga. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway, do just that one thing. Breathe out, bow forward. Press your feet down, dig your heels in, sit your hips. Breathe in, Ukatasana. Bow forward, exhale. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high or low push-up. You don't even have to bend your elbows, but if you are, give yourself enough grace to be able to breathe all the way out before you breathe in. Upward facing dog. Downward facing dog. We're going to add on here. Right leg up and back. Find the top of that lift with your breath in. So it's a lift, not a swing. No glory in doing this fast. Bend your knee, draw it into your chest. Rock your whole body forward. Knee to elbow. Then step lightly. Press into your feet. The inhale brings you up. Press when you exhale, first we draw the arms in. Then we bring the spine parallel to the floor. Then the hands come down. You're already in the plank. You can then take that to chaturanga or not. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Get empty here. Squeeze your left leg tightly. Lift it. Don't swing it and just explore till you find the top of that inhale and the top of the lift. Then bend the knee, reach your chest, rock your whole body forward from your right foot and step. Press your feet down. Inhale brings you up. When we exhale, hands in, chest parallel to the floor. Then the hands down. You're practically in the plank already. You just step back. There's your low push up if you bend your elbows. Breathe in, upward facing dog. We'll breathe out, downward facing dog. Bring your knees down. We'll have three breaths, child's pose. Just get still. Get still even if you want to fidget. Even you think it would be so much better to stretch right now. Stillness is huge when we're learning. When we're trying to learn what's going on with ourselves right now. So you're clearing the static. Yeah. You've taken that tuning knob on the radio. Remember those? And moved to like the best reception you can get. And then stay. Next inhale, come on up to downward facing dog with your feet together. Center line of your mat. So big toes are touching. When yoga feet are together, big toes are touching, but the heels are not. Uh, so just go ahead and feel this. Click your heels together. When you click your heels together, there's a slight turnout of that happens in the legs. Possibly your feet uh, will show the turnout. But if you look up your legs, you look at your knees, look at the thighs, things rotate in when the heels come together. 
So bring your heels out in line with second and third toe. And there's a little gap between the ankles. That's going to, or maybe not much of a gap, maybe a big one, who knows? It's the shape of your feet will determine. In yoga, when the feet touch, it's toes touching. If that's really not comfortable, if that is too tightly, uh, if that's just too tight for you, walk the feet just a couple inches apart. It's totally fine. Breathe in, take your right leg up and back behind. Breathe out, bend the knee, draw it to your chest, rock forward, and step on your center line to middle of the mat, but as far forward as you go. Back foot turns flat, and it's on the same line, so it's like you're standing uh, on a balance beam. Front toes point straight ahead. Check that. Knee is pointing in line with your second toe. Shin bones vertical here. Come up to warrior two. And set your gaze forward. Breathe here. Really good. Breath in. Breath out. Bring your awareness to your spine. And warrior two, the spine is straight up and down. It's a plumb line through the spine. Right. If you were to shift your shoulders back, you'd be at that diagonal spine. You could shift the shoulders forward. You could go back and forth. And this would be a Jane Fonda from 1986. Right, we were there. Uh, instead, vertical line through the spine. Just get that from tailbone to head. Right? That's, that's warrior two spine. We're going to straighten the front leg here. Oh, that's nice. And then uh, just go hands to hips. You're going to tilt at your pelvis. Now we're moving the spine to a diagonal, moving to a triangle. Eventually in triangle, what would be, uh, if you want to go like what's traditional, what's classic, what's the, uh, the emphasis here? It's bringing your spine parallel to the floor, right? So you've moved from diagonal spine to your spine is parallel to the floor, body turns to the side. Will we all get there? No. Will we need to? No. But what we are all doing is trying to lengthen the spine as much as possible, lengthen both sides of your body as much as possible. So no rounding. Where we tend to round in this one, guys, is the, the lower side. So your right side, Pull that as long as you can. So you pull your chest forward. So you pull the, the right underarm forward, lengthen the right side body. Then we're going to bend the front knee, come back up warrior two. Good work. Here's where we are going to bend the spine. Reverse warrior. Bring your left hand to your hip, right arm toward the ceiling. Now you're just going to try to get your left shoulder toward your left hip. You're going to take the left side body short. Right, so you're actively using left side body muscles to create a side bend. Good. Continue to bend left side, breathe in. Breathe out, come back up to warrior two. Again, vertical spine. Then we're going to keep the front knee bent like this because fun. Diagonal spine again, right arm inside the front leg. Reach the left arm up at the diagonal. Now you have side angle pose. The spine is moving upward at the diagonal. Again, we're not bending the spine. Yes. Perfect. Breathe in, heart up. That was a good shift. When you, look to, or when you exhale, look to your mat. Lance your left hand. Step back, down dog. Move all the way to child's pose. And just pause and feel your body. There's a good chance your legs, your hips are talking to you. Listen to what they say. There may be, like when we come out of yoga postures, 
when we get to down dog or child's pose, just a bunch of noise. Just notice it. Listen well enough that you can find the signal in the noise. Or that the noise just quiets because it was listened to, it was acknowledged. That's nice work. Come on up to down dog. Again, we're going to go feet together and it's toes touching, heels slightly apart. Anytime yoga feet come together. Uh, mostly what we're doing here is marking the center line because that's the line we're going to be standing on with the warrior, the warrior two. Next inhale, left leg backing up behind. Bend the knee, thigh to chest, move your whole body forward by pressing off of the back foot and step on the center line. Back foot turns flat. You can just look at the feet now, make sure they're like standing on the same balance beam. Look at your front toes, particularly second toe, went straight ahead. Then the uh, knee pointing, same direction. Come on up, where to? Pause here. Set your gaze forward. Breathe. Get that assessment of your spine as vertical. And then just go, like, don't overdo this. Go, uh, go just a tiny shift back, tiny shift of your body into a, like a, to the right, to your right shoulder. And then bring it center. And then just go a tiny shift too far forward. And then bring it back center. Right. Go ahead with a couple more of those. Or if you want to go big, go big. But go in a way that you can feel when you find center, right? Just take your time and really know what it is when you hit that vertical spine. Good. Sit deep, stay where you are, breathe. Then we're gonna straighten the front leg, hands to your hips. Now you're just gonna keep this, so this, this uh, vertical action of the spine, we're gonna just tilt the hips, which will take that to a diagonal. Then as you continue to tilt the hips and draw your heart forward, you're coming toward that parallel to the floor thing. We're probably not going to be perfect, right? Uh, new slash, probably not perfect. But the desired effect here is length on both sides of the body. If you wanted to look, I'll show you a rounded side body. So I could, I could do this, which would not be triangle. Obviously, that's not a triangle shape. By dropping the rib and pulling the underarm forward, I'm going to bring spine more parallel to the floor, more like the halfway lift spine. Then we're going to bend the front knee, come up out of that. Warrior two. And so all these poses are just variations on warrior two. Uh, actually, triangle is a preparation for warrior two. Right hand to your right hip. Keep the right hip where it is. Left arm's going to go up. Like you have a burning question, you got to have answered. Now you're gonna bring right shoulder toward the right hip. So you're bending the right side body with the uh, abdominal emphasis of right side body squeezing short. Left side body reaches long, good. Come on up through word two. And then we're gonna keep, so now the hips aren't gonna shift for us. We're gonna do all the shifting ourselves. That's gonna be bringing the spine at the diagonal of side angle. And so what this is going to require more of from you is the lift of your chest up 
the lengthen happening from the left hip crease, the left underarm, which is why we don't want to lean the arm on the leg because then we can't get that length. The arm inside, pull the chest up, low in the front leg, breath in, and then look to your mat, right hand comes down. You're going to step right back to down dog. You're going to go ahead to child's pose just to let yourself mirror what we did last time. On this side, feel what's going on. And just feel what's going on. If you practice this, if you practice just tuning in, you get better at it. Even like get good at it. Even come to like it. In the beginning, the practice can be hard. We have all kinds of thoughts, opinions, judgments about ourselves and the teacher and yoga. None of our thoughts or opinions or judgments about yoga is yoga. And it's okay if you're having them because what is yoga is noticing them. Right? Like, what is yoga? Noticing when you're not doing yoga. That's yoga. I love a good koan. Breath in and breath out. Next inhale, come on up to downward facing dog. Now look forward and walk or lightly hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold, fold. Really nice. Inhale, Ukatasana, chair pose. When you exhale, bring your right hand down to your right hip crease. And now just direct yourself back. Pull it way back. So you're sitting low. Body is coming diagonal. And then you're going to bring the left elbow over to the right thigh, right knee. Somewhere there that it can go open the arms straight. Now, if you feel like you're too crunched down or too curled, slide up a bit. Have forearm to knee. Pull the right hip crease back again with your hand there. Just like, you're your best assistant on that one. Stack your right shoulder over your left so your body turns to the side. Then float the right arm up. Get twisting chair, everyone's favorite pose. Pull your heart forward. Everybody, like, make that triangle action with spine. Then exhale, bow forward. Super good. Walk your feet about mat distance apart. Doesn't have to be uh, you know, anything that's overextended for you, but, but wide. Take the first two fingers of each hand, those peace fingers, wrap them from the inside of the big toe, so catch in between, and the palms face each other here, Parangustasana. If your hands don't reach your feet, no big deal. Put them on blocks or your shins. And draw your heart forward, getting as much from half lift as you can. There's a really good chance you're going to be more diagonal. I certainly am. Right? And uh, I'm fully extended in my spine. Uh, that's totally cool. If you have really long arms, you might be able to get up. If you bend your knees, you might be able to get your spine parallel to the floor. Play with that. Bend your knees until you have spine parallel to floor. You might have to bend a lot, like I do. You might have to not bend much at all. Spine's parallel to the floor. You could have a tea party on your back. Your neck is long, you're not popping your head forward, so you're looking straight down. Then go ahead and start straightening the legs and just notice what happens to that direction of your spine. Again, keep neck long. And so it's, it's okay here because the, uh, the direction's here. 
say to catch your toes. It's okay if you're not parallel to the floor, but you are fully extending the body. Then go ahead, release that down. Let that go. Side note, did you get a lot of back work out of that? Yeah. The back strengthening extra. Right. So. Deep breath in, deep breath out. Stay, let the back. Uh, now, because we're releasing, like just let it have your breath. There'd be some space. Breath in, breath out. Then undo the grip. Bring your feet back together. Sit your weight back into your heels. Lift your chest. Lift your arms. Ukatasana. The left hand now is going to come to your left hip crease. And it's going to pull your hips back as far as you can. So you're sitting back. You're sitting down a lot. Right? Then, once you can go no further, right elbow is going to cut across. You're going to open the right arm. So now you have this play of being able to slide up more toward the wrist or down as you need to. You're going to, again, pull the hip creases back. Sit lower. Just sit lower than you want to, for sure. Heart up and forward, then you can float the left arm up if you want. Left shoulder stacked over right. It's the body turning to the side that we want. You get breath in. And then on an exhale, we're going to fold forward. We're going to take the feet out again to the edge of the mat. You can go back to that Padangastasana with the fingers or hands underneath the feet. So this is Padahastasana. You take the hands underneath. Bend your knees as much as you need to to make that happen. But again, if it doesn't, you're welcome to just have hands on calf muscles. That's great. If you have your hands under your feet, your toes are touching your wrist. They're all the way up there. Then again, we're going to halfway lift. And this will be like, even less of a lift that uh, we, we'll get. But go ahead and bend your knees and bring your spine parallel to the floor. All right, so... Once you've got this action of your body parallel, lengthen. And now don't change anything there. Just start straightening the legs. Keep pulling the heart forward, just as far up as it will go while you stand on your hands. And then not confusing the head right, and the spine. Right, so you want to keep your gaze pointing straight down, pull your heart forward. Back of the neck is long. Then release that. Breathe in and breathe out. So that whole idea of halfway lifting, right? We do it a lot of different ways. When we really want the spine to be parallel to the floor, we bring the hands up the shins, even to the thighs, right? If we really want to uh, like maximize the back work, right, that's what we're, we're trying to do. Right? If we are in this kind of position where we've got the hands in some positioning, then what you would, might need to do is bend your knees like we did or just not quite take it to half lift. Like it's a, the action is there, but the diagonal will be fine. Release your hands. You're going to walk your feet together. There's a little, uh, feel that in your body. Bring your hands up to your shins or even your knees and uh, draw your heart forward. As long as it's okay with you to keep your legs straight, keep your legs straight and come up as, as far as you go with a flat back, and then just do your fingertips, the lowest point they can reach on your shins with you with a flat back, right? Bend your knees, keep the flat back. Can the hands slide down? So you start to bend your knees, 
So use more and more like a squat. And this is personal taste. Like how far do you need your hands to come down? You can take your hips low enough to have your fingertips on the floor. We recommend this if you're going to go to Chaturanga from here. Makes sense, right? Your hands need to be on the floor. So when you're trying to do a half lift to Chaturanga, you want the spine parallel to the floor. So you bend the knees, right? But then there's a the time. So go ahead and straighten the legs again, hands on chins, when we're doing a halfway lift. But the next pose is fold forward, in which case you may want the legs a little straighter in your half lift. Bottom line is all of it's good because you're working with different ranges of motion. If you want to get more mobile, work with as many different ranges of motion as you can. Don't get stuck in one pattern. Press your feet down. Inhale, reach up. Mountain pose. Then exhale, hands to heart center. Just pause and breathe. Idea here, your spine is vertical. Your spine has curves in and out of the body. That's, that's true. Your spine's not straight, but you're aligned vertically, tailbone to head. We're going to work with this in balance to keep this. So the central axis of the body stays. And I'm going to have you do something very embarrassing, which is what I'm doing right now. Bring one hand to your sacrum and one hand to your head. You don't have to rub your tummy or pat your head. You're just taking hand to hip, hand to head. And then imagine that hand on your head is heavy, like the books they used to put on our head to make us walk straight. Really bad idea, but... It happened. Keep the relationship between these hands. Keep the hip to head kind of alignment. Pick up your right leg. Just notice, did your head come forward? Did you lean back? Can you keep it vertical? Bring your knee up to whatever degree you can, keeping that vertical hip to head. Leg out to the side. You're going to make sure that the spine doesn't go diagonal here. You're going to keep the spine vertical as the knee goes to the side. You're going to bring the knee back to point toward the front wall and then take the leg back behind you. Just extend it straight back, a little uh, arabesque style. Again, we're not going to lean forward. We're going to try to stay straight up. Then bring the foot to the calf muscle in a little tree pose here. You might feel that as you're moving around, spine's moving. That's cool. It's adaptable. Bring it back to center. Don't let the pose stay out here. Breathe in. And then breathe out, hands to heart, foot to mat, pause. Breath in and breath out. Really good. Just clearing out, get still. All right, even those tiny little movements, notice them. What is that about? Right, there really isn't anything you need to shake off. But something is, is acting on you. Some urge is happening. That's real. It's noise, right? And instead of like, avoiding, try listening to it. Next inhale, I'm going to reach up. And then you're going to switch it. You're going to go uh, opposite hand on your head, opposite hand to your sacrum. Before we do anything, let's feel spine moving off at a diagonal to one side. Spine moving forward. Spine moving back. Right. Moving off to the other side. Little side bit. Nobody does this, really. But a lot of times we counterbalance when we have to move our leg around. We counterbalance with the spine. Counterbalance is not balance. That's my next t-shirt or book or something. Keeping the vertical nature of, of your spine, head over hips, you're going to pick up your left leg, bless you, and knee at hip height, maybe. 
But if you find that kicks you back in your spine, feel a little backbone going on, no, it doesn't have to be that long. But if you can, pull it up higher without leaning forward or back or side, do. We're going to take the knee out to the side. Only take it as far as you go without this becoming a diagonal. And trying to keep the spine at center as you move the leg, bring it back, knee points forward. Then take the leg back behind you, straighten it. Notice that your upper body is going to want to tip forward. You don't need to go that far back. Only go back so far as you can maintain this vertical. Because this is not a pose. This is just like balance with the vertical spine. That's the asana. Then foot to the inside of the leg. You could think of this as tree pose, but it's really not. This is called balance with the vertical spine. Breath in, breath out, low release of your hands to your heart, foot to your mat, and then just pause, right? And all of a sudden, we want to rock forward on our toes, back, back into our heels. You don't have to know what it's about. But instead of just moving and avoiding, you don't have to take the bait, right? And it's really simple, and nothing bad is happening because we would go around in yoga. Just let's clear that. It's just that we get this opportunity to practice not taking the bait, not letting everything affect us, not having such strong reactions, creating more peace and harmony and resilience, and becoming better listeners. Next inhale, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, and bring your hands wherever you need them. Bend your knees however you like them. But eventually, you're going to need to get your hands to the floor, and you want to keep that spine level. So what just happened in this room, I saw, was the spine curled. Let's come back down to knees. Everybody come down to knees and uh, just give yourself a few shoulder shrugs. This is not bad. This is not wrong. But this is really a, a common point of vinyasa. And this is something, those of you who've been practicing for a long time, this is time to start working this into your practice. When we come to chaturanga, right, we're coming from a halfway lift. So if I'm here, and granted, I have short arms, very short arms. Mine are not going to reach the floor when I'm in halfway lift. If you have very long arms, you might, right? What we don't want to do is move from here, where we just created this really great plank position in our body, that's what this is for. And then we go. That would be a rounded upper body in the plank. Did you guys see that? I can, I can then do it. I'll do it a couple ways. So we've got flat back, parallel to the floor. I can then bend my knees, right, keeping my spine relatively in that plank. Then when I step or jump back, I'm in that position. I could be here. Do this. Now I'm going to have to step back, pull forward. Is this making sense? So this is one of those subtle moves. It's not bad, it's not wrong. When you first start yoga, just get yourself from half lift to chaturanga. You want to advance your yoga, you move from just getting yourself from point A to point B to doing it in a way that is uh, Mindful, mindful, really. So come on back up to your halfway lift and then just give yourself this time. This is just play around. This is just play around with it. 
Nobody's taught this stuff when we're like, like, like nobody got this in third grade. Nobody, not even third graders take yoga. Okay. Pull your heart forward, bend your knees, keep your chest moving forward. Feel the plank position in your body where you can just step back to the plank and then you can just step right back up to that same position. And you're never looked back. That's not a, like, is that a journey song? I don't know. Uh, you just look forward, you're in a plank. Then let's come back to that idea of take a halfway lift. And now just drop your shoulders, drop your head, get your hands to the floor. Okay. So now imagine creating that same plank. You got a few steps, yes? Try now bending your knees, drawing your heart forward with your hands right where they are. Now go, low push. And create an economy of motion. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And downward facing dog. My favorite thing about economies of motion is they're very elegant. Also a way of just saying I'm lazy. Just lazy. Look through your hands, walk across to seated, come on down to your back, and then just rest here. So close your eyes, bring your hands to your center line. Is any of this important in the grand scheme of things? Mm -hmm. You know, is some of it important to you because you're a practitioner of yoga who wants to be more mindful? Probably. Is that whatever has arisen here right now? land. There's no need for anyone to get this perfectly. There's also that idea that we all want to grow. We all want to stay in tune. We all want to stay in a strong and successful practice. And there's all kinds of ways to do that. When you're newer, it literally is just getting pose to pose, then learning to breathe while you do that. That's a very mindful activity when you don't know any of the poses. When you've been doing the yoga poses twice a day for seven years, 17 years, like whatever, you're going to need another doorway into mindfulness. It's good, it's right. Bring your knees together, hug them into your chest. And then rock a little side to side. Yeah. It's going to get real nice and groovy. Because y'all did a lot of work. We, we call this class basics. We didn't call it easy. Back to center. Let your hips level out. They're going to stay still. And you're going to take one knee in each hand and just spin them around. Just get kind of just as creative good as you can with this if you'd like to take the hands away from this action and let the legs move on their own cool do that nice come on back to center with that needs a good hug in Take the right ankle to the outside of the left knee. Uh, for a lot of us, it'll be nice to have a block under the head just to uh, alleviate any neck tension and make it easier to hug the left leg toward you. Uh, if you're feeling neck tension, for sure get a block. If you're not, but you're curious, 
Like, get one. It's not going to hurt you. It's definitely not going to be a, a, a detriment to the pro. So, you pull, draw the left leg in toward you. A little added bonus. You press the right shin away from you. Two things going on. Left leg's coming toward you. Right shin's moving away. And it's pretty mentally simple to do the first action, right? Our arms grab and pull, and then we don't have to think about it anymore. But that second action, not only does it give us a little more hip opening, mobility, that one's going to need your mind to stay involved. When you notice yourself thinking about something else or in some bad mood or whatever, go back to that uh, action, arms pulling in, shin bone pressing out. And you're going to undo that slowly and we'll switch sides. And take left ankle to the outside of the right thigh and then reassess this and uh, here's the thing with a block you may not have wanted on the first side but this side you may find that you, you could use a little relief of tension for sure that is really kind of common so give yourself what you need same idea when you lace the hands and you pull right, that action like, it's pretty simple. That second action, pressing the shin bone, pressing the thigh away. A little bit more subtle. Doing the two of them together, right? You're going to need every bit of attention you got to do that and breathe. Even though it's not very complicated, it's pretty humble pose. You're going to need everything to stay in it. Inhale, undo it. Come on back to center. I'm going to keep right knee drawn in. Extend the left leg out. Here, catch hold of your right knee, right shin. Pull the knee as close to your chest as it goes. And, and to keep it pulled in toward, I mean, it's, it's, it's just toward the midline rather than pulling off to the side. Then slowly let the knee float back in line with its own hip then across your body into a twist. Good. Breath in. Breath out. Breath in. Breath all the way out. Do this. Come on back to center. 
Hug the right knee in, then release the foot slowly to the mat. Bring the left knee in. Left knee is coming in, right leg is coming out straight. And then float the knee over the hip. Bring it across. That movement from drawing it way in to bringing it in line with the hip is about being sure that your low back is in the right position to turn, to twist. That deep hug in action is to release the hip flexor or the other leg. Before any twist, just want to make sure that knee and hip line up. So not putting any compression into uh, the low back in this twist. Next inhale, undo it. Come on back to center. Hug your knees in. And then you've got happy baby or any other finishing pose you like. Make your way to Shavasana when you're ready. Great work, y'all. Really nice. Enjoy. When you're ready to move again, start with deepening your breath. Wiggling your fingers and your toes.
right side. Make your way up to seated. Take a moment here, have a breath. Notice the alignment of your spine, head over hips, and bring your shoulders into that line. Arm bones at the side seams of you and help that action. We'll bring hands together, heart center, and thumbs to forehead center. Nice work, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Well done. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. See you soon. See you guys. Nice shirt, Maureen. See you soon. <laughs>